Hey, welcome to Wayfair, where we're just walking the line through Lent. In the midst of the slurry of sound bites, this podcast is like Antimedia. It's filled with gaps and places for you to join in and respond. It's like a vegetable garden for your soul, but without the rototiller or the lower back pain. It's only half finished on its own, though. It needs you to be complete. Now together we'll explore a variety of spiritual practices, old and new, from Lectio Divina to guided prayers and meditations. Each day of the week, we'll focus on a particular attitude or a spiritual posture. Today, we're focusing on confession as we continue to talk about unlearning hate. Now, throughout the podcast, you'll encounter a variety of voices and you'll even be invited to participate. There will be places for you to respond in prayers and readings and songs. So join in as you feel led, unless you're still working in the garden. And if you're growing any banana peppers, let me know. So, listen to your heart, be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. This is Melissa. Will you pray with me? I will pray a line and then leave space for you to respond with, Open our hands. So after each line, you can respond with, Open our hands. Let's pray together. As you care for us, so you invite us to care. As you are generous with us, So you invite us to live generously. As you are always reaching out and gathering in, so you invite us to reach out. To welcome sisters and brothers. To believe that small acts, minuscule acts, offered in compassion can bring momentous change. God, we are watching you. Amen. dark with darkness you can be hate with hate and only light will break this night only love will show the way I believe in the end
This climb is rough and steep Don't give up For we reach the top Our journey's end is still in reach I believe in the end Love will win I believe in the end Can't fight dark with darkness You can't beat hate with hate Only light will break this night Only love will show Today, as we think about confession and how Jesus calls us to a life of forgiveness, we're talking with our senior pastor, Mark Johnson. Here's Mark. At the conclusion of Howard Thurman's talks about forgiveness in his masterful 1949 book called Jesus and the Disinherited, he writes, In Jesus' insistence that we should forgive 70 times 7, there seems to be the assumption that forgiveness is mandatory for three reasons. First, God forgives us again and again for what we do intentionally and unintentionally. There is present an element that is contingent upon our attitude. Forgiveness beyond this is interpreted as the work of divine grace. Second, no evil deed represents the full intent of the doer. Third, The evildoer does not go unpunished. Life is its own restraint. In the wide sweep of the ebb and flow of moral law, our deeds track us down, and doer and deed meet. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. At the moment of injury or in the slow-burning fires of resentment, this may be poor comfort. This is the ultimate ground in which finally a profound, unrelieved injury is absorbed. When all other means have been exhausted, each in his own tongue whispers, there is forgiveness with God. I wanted to talk about forgiveness this week because how important it is for us to not merely talk about the sentimentality of faith, 
faith as a good feeling or to embrace love as an ideal that's just kind of an easy thing for us to do. But to grapple more seriously with the nature of our hurt and our wound and to recognize that we can't just feel our way into Christian faith. That God in Christ calls us as Christians to forgive. And forgiveness recognizes the deep hurt, the dissatisfaction, the shame, the guilt, the injury that we in the human community have assaulted each other with. And we in the church call all that toxicity sin, this terrible power that separates us from God, from each other, from ourselves, And we just can't feel our way into being a Christian. We just can't find it within ourselves to have enough power in our emotions to just feel good about things. And so we're called to this invitation to forgive. A forgiveness that's not rooted in um, my emotive, rational self or something that I can, through the working of my will, convince myself to practice. But instead, to seek forgiveness as a confession of faith, as a discipline of the practice of my faith that I must wrestle with these very difficult experiences and realities of the world that are far less than what I hope for in the world. And in my response to that pollution of physical, emotional, spiritual reality can be resentment, can be hatred, can be rejection, can be condemnation. And oftentimes we hate because it feels so natural of the hate of which we, which we live. And so that is more of the natural state of the world. But what God has done in Christ is to present a new way. The earlier followers called it the way. And it was the way of forgiveness. A forgiveness that does not discount the terribleness of the world. We omit the sin. But then we also confess the grace. We also accept the forgiveness. I think what Thurman is saying in part is that this has to be a gift from God that is birthed and rooted in God's way in the world that this grace is not something we create. It is something we receive. It is something we respond to. And as Christians, we see that grace modeled in the life of Jesus, who is the incarnated fragrance of God's forgiveness in the world. So when Jesus heals folks, being lame or blind or demon-possessed, 
Jesus says to them, your sins are forgiven. And that's not the presenting issue, it wouldn't seem. And they have a problem, and the problem should be dealt with. And the problem is they can't see, or they can't walk, or they're banished from their community because of their illness. And Jesus comes to them and says, your sins are forgiven. And you almost want to ask as the reader, why do their sins need to be forgiven? And I wonder if the deeper insight is that in this experience of encountering Jesus, at the first part of the conversation, right out of the gate, Jesus clears the decks. And Jesus says, before he's going to exercise the evil that's there, we're, we're getting rid of the shame, we're getting rid of the guilt, we're getting rid of the condemnation, we're getting rid of the barriers that are there, we're getting rid of the resentment that you've carried, we're getting rid of the, um, the banishment and the, um, the way perhaps your community has oppressed you or exploited you or discounted you as insignificant. Um, or to use Thurman's word, that the way in which you have felt disinherited, that your sins are forgiven. All the ugly junk that you've carried in your life is no longer present. I expunge this situation of all that poison. Your sins are forgiven. In the life of faith, Jesus then commands us to be a forgiving people. Now, forgiveness, forgiveness does not mean that we forget. It doesn't mean that the hurt that we've experienced is not real. It means that we choose the new way, the way, the way of discipleship, the way of Jesus in the world, who even on the cross, at that terrible moment, looks at all of humanity and says, Father, God, forgive them. And so in every fiber of Jesus' life, even at the end of his life, he offers this forgiveness. And so the life of faith is not just trying to be good or trying to feel good. It is a confession that I will be a person who seeks forgiveness above all other things. And in that offering, there is grace for the world. And there's grace for me. In God's goodness, in God's grace, modeled in Christ, we forgive. And in that act of forgiveness, we unlearn hatred. For our practice today, Let's take some time to accept the forgiveness that Jesus offers to us and then offer forgiveness to others. Our psalm for this week is Psalm 130, 
and it speaks to God's forgiveness for us personally and also for humanity. So today, I'll lead us in reciting an adapted version of this psalm together, and then guide our prayers afterwards. So I'll pray a line of the psalm, and then give you some time to repeat after me. Then I'll offer a few thoughts to guide our prayers. Let's pray together. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Listen to my voice. Listen to my request for mercy. If you kept track of sins, who would stand a chance? But with you there is forgiveness. That's why you are honored. My whole being hopes. I wait for your promise. More than the night watch waits for the morning. Faithful love is with you. Great redemption is with you. You are the one who redeems us from all our sin. Now, let's imagine together. Envision that you are with God, and envision God forgiving you. What does God do? What does this look like? Now someone else comes to God. See God forgiving someone else. Who is this person? Can you see their face? They come and stand beside you, forgiven. Another person arrives now, and God forgives them as well. Who is this? 
who does God forgive? They come and stand beside you as well. As people keep entering the presence of God, they are forgiven and they come and stand with you. You may see friends, neighbors, maybe people you don't expect will show up as well. Continue to imagine people receiving God's forgiveness. Watch what God's forgiveness does to you and to others.
Thank you, God, for your forgiveness and grace for all of humanity. Help us to walk in forgiveness as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we're collecting Beatitudes. You know, the sayings of Jesus we find at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the meek. Who would Jesus call blessed today? Write your own Beatitude and call it in. Just leave a message at 859-813-0150. That's 859-813-0150. Or you can find the number in our show notes for the day. Wayfarer is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. A loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome. No exceptions. Find out more about Central at LexCentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in, and thanks to you for listening. Join us tomorrow for another step along the journey.